What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. We are a new podcast. We are a first episode podcast. So if you're turning in, tuning into this, thank you for listening to the very first episode. I am Josh. I am Ian. And we are the Freshly Baked Crackers. This is a podcast about pop culture, about nerdiness, about film, music, television, media, entertainments. And uh, anything else that's batshit crazy out there that we might address. Um, so, thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Strap if, in. And If this isn't the kind of stuff you're into, then this might not be the podcast for you. We will not be talking about uh, sports for the most part or celebrity gossip. Not for the most part, no. Unless Joss Whedon is a celebrity in your book. Or begins playing sports. Then we will be talking about a lot of celebrity <laughs> gossip. If your celebrities are J.J. Abrams, Joss Whedon, uh, and Kevin Smith, then you will probably... This is definitely... You're in the right place. Celebrity news for you then, yes. Right place. Uh, first topic, hot this week, is the Age of Ultron trailer. Age of Ultron which is pretty cool, I think, the way it happened, because somehow it got leaked from somebody up there at Marvel. Obviously, someone tied into the production oh, yeah. leaked this out. But to combat it, Marvel just put their own HD version of it out, which is pretty cool. Go ahead and beat uh, everyone else to the punch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what did you think of the trailer? I was blown away. I mean, there are just so many pieces to it that leave you wanting more. I mean, the... Uh, I, I, I'm really kind of speechless at certain parts. I mean, Cap Shield. Yeah, you know that's epic imagery. It's intense. Definitely, uh, a little moment of Hulk and, and uh, Black Widow we see there. Yeah. That's fascinating. So it's, uh, I'm curious. You know, something I didn't notice till I read a few websites is that uh, a lot of those shots, uh, a lot of the shots are not in America. When okay. You look at the uh, like the license plates. And the skyline in the very beginning of the the trailer itself, from what I've read, is Johannesburg, which a lot of it was shot in, in South Africa, which is leading a lot of people to start linking Black Panther right. into Avengers 2, which which would be a cool thing. He's supposed to have the uh, upcoming film, so be a good way to bring it According to the together. leaked, <laughs> supposedly not true, but yet everything that's on it... Marvel keeps announcing slowly <laughs> leaked list. If it's not true, it's pretty clairvoyant, it seems. Yeah. Well, they, they talk, well, you know, that uh, that leaked idea of the Doctor Strange, I mean, that's not going to happen. Now they're <laughs> going through tons of people in Hollywood yeah. trying to find someone to play Doctor Strange at this point. So Who's it going to be? Yeah. To me, it seems like pretty legit. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. I'd I like that they're bringing the more obscure characters into Absolutely. into play, you know. And I think they're nailing casting of a lot of this stuff. Like, Spader as Ultron is going to be ridiculous. Oh, yeah. The, hearing the voice and everything is just, it was chilling. It yeah. was very intense. I liked it. So, apparently, this Tuesday, during Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're going to show some more footage, which... A lot of people are kind of thinking will be the Comic-Con footage from this year. Right. Which was basically what's in the trailer plus a little bit. And they've also said, I think there's going to be, like, there's a Marvel retrospective. I can't, I'm, I'm talking without even looking it up, but I think on NBC or ABC, wherever, uh, 
Shield runs. I think there's some ABC, kind of Marvel yeah. uh, retrospective going on this week, and they're going to have even more uh, footage from Age of Ultron. So that's very definitely cool. a dark tone, which is very cool. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, seeming to be the empire of the series so far. I think it's cool that they're not uh, they're not pandering just to the just to kids who buy book bags and and action figures and stuff. They're actually pandering yeah. to adults who buy book bags and action figures. <laughs> right, right. People who like story as well as superheroes. Uh, the the tone is, is very nice, especially we can see that they could do a darker film after watching uh, Winter Soldier. Sure. Uh, so it's going to be nice to see them going even further down that hole. Uh, I, I'm just so excited, all of these... And Everybody's it's, it's cool screaming you know? to see if they can go the absolute opposite direction too with something like Guardians, which is just bright and shiny fun, and fun, exciting, and, and uh, not a Nick Nolte film about <laughs> espionage. Uh, which I'm when I say that I'm not saying anything bad about Winter Soldier. I love Winter Soldier, but it is definitely not uh, the same kind of movie as Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, They're definitely not. Fantastic films that are completely different. So, which I think it's really cool that Marvel is making. Films, not just superhero movies, but right. cool, cool movies. They're just good movies on their own. There's nothing you don't have to see Cap One to enjoy Cap Two. Oh, definitely. Do you know who Captain America is? Okay, watch this movie. There you go. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I like that too. They're not necessarily talking down to the audience anymore. They understand that the uh, origin stories are cool, but that maybe that's what people know if they know anything about a character sure. where they come from you know so it's nice to to be able to jump in if you didn't know capt you know to I, begin with i think there's an overall feeling of at this point like I, we get it like how many how many times can you tell us how spider-man became spider-man if spider-man gets rebooted at some point just start off with we don't need to know I right the spider came and bit it. radioactive spider yeah, yeah exactly I've got nephews who are babies almost who are like, oh, I know how Spider-Man came to me. Uh, right. knows. We yeah. don't know. My grandpa wouldn't would have known who Spider-Man, how he got. It, exactly. I mean? like, like everybody uh, knows how Spider-Man became Spider-Man. Let's not make another movie about that. Let's, don't, give me, don't give me another one where uh, they go on a field trip. We right, know, right. We know what happens. <laughs> Peter wanders into the door he's not supposed to. Yeah, we, we can recite it at this point. Speaking of Spider-Man, since we're on, I'm going to go off of our – topics that we had planned out but um there's a lot of talk of two different things in the spider-man world which are one sony and marvel getting along enough for spider-man to show up in an avengers film or somewhere in the marvel cinematic universe some sort of collaboration for the first time and the other thing is the idea of them rebooting Spider-Man already with uh, with this Sinister Six film. Yeah. Which I know is just talk, but it's still, I don't know, the volatile way that these movie studios work sometimes. I kind of think maybe, maybe it is something they're going to do. Right. But I think that would be a real crime and a real shame because I think Andrew Gar- Garfield is a really good Peter Parker. I agree. I think he's the best we've seen so far uh, in film, for sure. Well, I mean, not a lot to... To compete against, but yeah, he definitely has the, the character on the Electric Factory back in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> Whoever he was, <laughs> he was pretty great. He was pretty great. You know, I did like Neil Patrick Harris on the MTV animated series. He yeah. was he was pretty fun. But and now Donald Glover is doing a, the voice of Miles Morales, which is amazing. I'm very Spider-Man, excited about that for him. Cool also, yeah. So, um, anyway. Off, got us off tracks, sort of. Still, still, still talking comics and but, movies. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that can kind of. 
begin the talk of them uh, sort of severing ties with the, the Fox movie stuff. You know, we're not going to... Which is which is a shame, but also the same point, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like I understand that Marvel's really ticked off that they can't use some of their best characters. Yeah, you know, I, any, I get that, too. For anyone that's listening that doesn't understand... Um, in the 90s, Marvel almost went bankrupt. And in order to not go bankrupt, they had to sell off some of their different characters' film rights. So this is why Sony makes the, the Spider-Man films and Fox makes everything involving the Fantastic Four or X-Men or the overlapping idea of mutants. Any in sort of X-team. Yeah. yeah, which would be Deadpool, the Wolverine films, right. the X-Men movies, obviously. So... Uh, w- the word through the rumor mill is that Sony and, and Disney, who now owns the rights to everything else Marvel, get along very well and that there are going to be things happening in the future with Spider-Man crossing over into that, but not so much over at Sony. At Sony, it's very much a hate relationship or, uh, from what... Fox. Or Fox, yeah. yeah. It's very much a, a, a bad relationship from everything I've read, so... Um, well, now Fox is making these talks with things like turning uh, Deadpool into a bigger branching film collaboration with the X-Men as well. They're, they're going to try to push doing basically what Marvel and now DC also is doing with these team films and sure. building these things. But uh, we have more bad than good from Fox uh, Marvel films, I feel like. I think, and I, I, I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact... And this might sound like a, a, a bullshit hippie thing to say, but I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that Sony is looking at this like people who want to make paychecks off of comic book films, and the people at Marvel who are making these are people who want to make really good comic book films. Uh, right. Fans themselves. And, that, and they just so happen to make them so good that they make a lot of money. Right. And I'm sure that money is definitely a force. It's a, a giant corporation. Oh, yeah. film studios. Especially, but, Holly, I mean, Hollywood. But at the that, the center of it, I think there's much more appreciation for what the comics are whenever Marvel, Marvel Comics is actually the people, right. the ones in charge. I mean, they get production credit. They have a producer that works in-house with Fox, but it's still not the same thing. Yeah. It's, and it's confusing to a lot of people, I think, also when you watch stuff and you see that same Marvel logo come up before the X-Men movie that comes up before Guardians right. of the Galaxy. And you're like, oh, this is all... Nope, don't It's not the same up. thing, yeah. You're not going to see Wolverine jumping in with Tony Stark anytime right. soon. Doing stuff like turning Quicksilver into a random character in both is yeah. you know, a little bizarre, but... Strangely enough, we're, I read this week that uh, they're talking very strongly about giving him his own film. Oh, really? The fan outcry was, and I'm I'm sorry, but I there's a glaring, glaring problem in the whole scene, the time in a bottle scene, in Days of Future Past, and that is, and this is just me being beyond a nerd, is that if he was really moving at that speed, the song wouldn't sound the right. That it would way. also be slow, He'd be yeah, faster than the speed of sound, so it would sound <laughs> distorted and. If it was like I, it, right, well, I mean, maybe he changed it. You know, yeah. He's, he's and I guess there's the whole idea of sped it up for himself. It's relative to him since it's you know such close proximity. It's like when you're sitting in a plane, you're you don't feel as though you're moving that fast, right? When you're flying, I don't know if sound works in that same way, I don't but know if it does either. <laughs> I don't know if he, I think that he was running away from the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In reality, I mean, I guess, but we're supposed to you know believe that he can run really fast in the first place so yeah there's always that 
suspension of. So with that, <laughs> run really fast. Let's go into the first time ever that I think DC has not made a piece of shit television show. For the CW, the Flash. yes. Yeah, for the CW, The Flash. Strangely enough, uh, anybody who is interested in the late 90s Flash TV show featuring the guy who plays The Flash's dad in the new Flash series and also Dawson's dad on Dawson's Creek plays that guy. He that did. guy plays The Flash. It is at Best Buy, the entire series right now, $9.99. Oh, wow. $10. Might be you picking that up that after. All home. <laughs> And watch that. I mean, it's a show that makes Lois and Clark look like The Dark Knight. <laughs> it's that. It's pretty bad. Oh wow, um, that's a must see. Back to the actual The Flash TV show of now. It's fun, which you are championing quite, I quite a bit. I will shout from every rooftop that it's the first time DC has made a superhero fun in a long time. I mean, he doesn't regret being a hero. He enjoys himself the whole time. There's none of that, I have godlike powers, and it's so horrible. It's it's exciting to be a superhero again. You I know? think that DC needs to realize just because brooding works for Batman doesn't mean it works for every character. Right. I mean, Not every character needs to be a sullen, stick-in-the-mud, I'm-cursed-by-all-this-shit-in-my-life kind of guy. I mean, The Flash, the kid playing Barry Allen, is just like fucking stoked that he's got these <laughs> he's powers so thrilled. You know? like he's just he's it's he wants to he wants to help some people and figure some shit out and right. figure out what happened to his mom but also in the interim of all that he's just like this is bitching i can have right. a blast with this shit he's useful you know it's it's very nice and it does have the touch of cw soap opera nature you know sure. the unrequited friend love that yeah. kind of stuff but it's not the the sole factor i mean that was smallville they said uh no flying no tights you know and that was right. really what the show was it was uh, not a superhero show featuring no. a guy who could see through shit. I it mean, Superman has <laughs> sad days in high school. <laughs> right. He can't oh, kill himself. The bullets Lois. bounce off. <laughs> who are you dating now? It, it was definitely it was definitely a CW show. Yeah. It was Gossip Girl with, with that can see through walls. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Arrow is just boring Batman. It's the only part of the Flash series that I've been bored by is when he goes, when he <laughs> runs over to that city and meets up with Arrow. Oh, Arrow. Uh, and, yeah, I want to like the stuff. But, yeah. You know, I mean, I love superheroes. I love anything involving superheroes. And I am more of a Marvel person than a DC oh, person. Yeah, but I've still, I root for this shit. I want it to right. do well, and I want it to be... Uh, and I want to enjoy it, you know, right. whenever it comes. And DC just misses the mark over and over again, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like they have, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because, I, I don't know, maybe their properties can't translate as well over to um, screen well, from page or Maybe they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. I with think film. that they're panicking. I mean, Marvel is so far ahead of them. By now, we're next year. We're getting a second team movie, yeah. and DC hasn't even gotten their origin movies together. Yeah. You know, so I think that they're they're in a panic to try to scramble to get as many projects put together at once. But that means a bunch of garbage is getting yeah. shoved in. You know, I know we joke around about it a lot. You and I do about how you know Marvel's got a film featuring Rocket Raccoon out before <laughs> DC can get a Wonder Woman movie made. Right. But really, DC has struggled forever to do anything besides Superman and Batman. Yeah, to get anything out there that people want to go see or give a shit about. Right. That's not 
Batman or Superman, you know, like the stuff on the CW has worked, but they've also had to completely morph what these, these characters are and stuff. Uh, Right. Make them fall into some sort of, like we said, fucking gossip girl, uh, uh, mold. Fitting the niche of some sort of thing in order to draw an audience. There can't just be Superman-y or superhero-y type stuff for them to accomplish. There's got to be trouble love interest on an emotional level yeah you know and and what's happening in high school you know and not to say that developing a character emotionally is a bad thing in film or television but it's different when it's just like oh i don't give a fuck who superman's gonna take to prom right yeah exactly yeah that's exactly what i'm talking i want to see who he's gonna punch in the face oh yeah (laughs) dude go be superman right right if i I'm not looking for disgruntled uh, high school kid that pulls his sweater sleeves down over his hands and right. and you know is just tormented by the fact that he can't get the girl that he wants or whatever. Like instead of it, touching on like he's not a human being. That's the dark shit. Yeah. Look at him being a guy who wants to be a person but never can be, and also being a teenager. Right. Now that's a fucking cool, fucked up, dark way to develop now, a character. A, an idea that I think we should come up with a, a film that we, or a television show we should produces all the stuff that you don't see about superheroes and stuff like things like like how he would battle with the idea of jerking off like how would <laughs> how would a young fucking clark kent figure out i mean, right is superman strong enough to tear his own dick off on accident i don't know i don't know we'll never find out because apparently he could he's so fast i mean you've seen things where he's punching someone a thousand times in a second <laughs> you know what i mean like so obviously he can. He has the motor skills in order to just annihilate his penis. Just is his, is start his fires. Penis, is his penis as strong as his hair? Because <laughs> in the Superman, when Gene Hackman makes a fake Superman, they go get one of his hairs at the museum. And right. It's holding like a giant fucking weight from that one <laughs> strand of hair. So I don't know. It's it's well, and I if would, he makes it through, is he shooting missiles? I mean, these things are going to fly as fast as he can. Uh, Solid matter means shit compared I mean, what to are that. Superman's sperm like are they like small? Like yeah, <laughs> <are they, laughs> really are angry. Like, yeah, aliens. they're like they're stronger than the average human, right? Like, I well, mean, we're even taking. Does he even have a penis? Is Kryptonian genitalia even the same fucking we just, thing? We just take for granted yeah, that he has a dick. I guess, don't we? Right. He I mean, could he could have anything down there. Species. Yeah. We don't you never know. know. You never know. His fingers could be dicks for all we know. Well, we see he uses typewriters. <laughs> I remember a lot. And and could be a very movies. specific fetish. I uh, I think that someone would notice. I would think Jimmy Olsen would come over and be like, "Hey, Clark, I got that hear that over there on the Fourth Street. The holy shit, Clark, you have dicks for fingers." I'm sure at some point that would come up. There's no yeah. way that. That's, yeah, that's a little Superman too with dicks for fingers, but I like where you're. I like you're thinking outside <laughs> the box on what Superman's genitalia could actually be all about. It's on a whole other plane of existence. He could. I mean, you know, there's the old the the mall rats talk about about killing uh, Lois Lane by coming in her. You know? <laughs> right, right. But even the fucking he would give her, and plus, if he, I mean, like I said, if his. If his penis is as hard as his hair. Oh, right. I mean, he's just he, going to tear through her anyway. He split oh, in half. You could Oof. you could potentially take a house down board by board with that thing. It would be <laughs> you, it was, it's a crowbar. So how does he keep beds? I mean, you imagine one wrong morning wood and you've split your bed in half, you know, that's uh that's got to cause a lot more issues than just that. Yeah, how how come that's never addressed also in the comics? The world is not made for comics 
but characters like obviously they have to buy different couches right. different home furnishings and stuff <laughs> like that what what does the thing fucking live yeah How does he what does he sleep in at night? How does he take a shit? What does, toilet is he sitting on? What is his shit? <laughs> what is his what shit? What does he shit? Oh, does God. he shit precious minerals? Is that where iPhones come from? I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> because he's a man made of rock. Rocks, you know, And yeah. so what does he shit? Does he shit little gold rocks? I mean, like he, he still is? eats food, though. So He does eat hum- regular human food. But does he – how is it? The stomach acid? Is it just little rocks grinding it together? He grinds the fuck he's got out of like a burrito, a, and then the burrito like just comes out smashed – there's no sort of digestion. It just comes out smashed up. Just could, crumpled to Technically, bits. you could serve it. <laughs> right. It's just blended through rock. I mean, mortar and pestle style. Mm. Good for mint juleps. Good for mint juleps. He is, he is great at parties. The thing just comes to throw some limes and some mint in my mouth and wait, and wait three minutes and pour the fucking rum in and sit around the backside. <laughs> He's just making mojitos and inside of himself. He's just a complete. Mo- he can make guacamole inside of himself. Just swallowing but whole the, avocados. What does the thing do? What kind? Has Mister Fantastic made him a bed? How does he sleep? Right. At night? Does he give a shit? He's rock. What is going to become from yeah. rock? Yeah, exactly. He just, he's sleeping on himself. You know, yeah, it's nothing just, that bad. Nothing's going to be harder than him. So going forth, we keep talking about <laughs> comics. The. Uh, DC has also announced a lot of their whole schedule basically until I'm 40 years old. They've announced right. everything until I'm, I'm my, until 2020. Um, and there's a lot of stuff coming out. My thought is, do you think they'll actually make it all the way through these films? Do you think that these films are going to do well enough at the box office? I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be able to get a Flash movie that people go I, see or an Aquaman movie. I don't think so either. And, and I think if they're going to try to shove as many of these characters into Batman, Superman as they're they're seeming to, we're not going to get to know enough about them to care to see them in a full film. Sure. I think. If and it, not to say that they might not be able to write Aquaman well, but he's already the butt of a lot of jokes, even in the comic book community. Do we see him for 15 minutes in this movie and go, I, I don't give a shit. Right. I don't need that. Thank you, though. Thank you, Batman, Superman. You know, but it, And that's something that I think has kind of turned me off about the idea of the movie in general. I have been so excited since I was a kid for a Batman, Superman movie, but now it's becoming Justice League light, and I feel like they're going to pull uh, one of those things that Spider-Man 3 or uh, X-Men Origins did where you just shove in so many Amazing characters. Spider-Man 2. It, yeah, exactly. You just don't care enough about any of them because you don't get to know them well enough and then by the time justice league comes out we just are tired now we'll say this uh, the flash and aquaman movies are after the first justice league film okay so it might be enough time for us to be curious again um suicide squad however is coming before all that which is really strange to me that they're and from what i've read something this week i think on joe blow that they're talking about possibly doing uh moving eisenberg over to play Luther in the Suicide, and the Suicide Squad, Squad. Also, okay, because there was an iteration of the Suicide Squad where Luther ran it. Yeah, so I think they're trying to pull a Guardians. They yeah. think that they can pull an obscure, weird team together, and that maybe it'll it'll pique our interest. But I so, don't know if they need to do it before. Is that all that we're going to get out of DC? Unfortunately, I think is that are we just seeing a lot of just them trying to play catch up with everything else just to 
stay relevant? I don't want them to, but it kind of feels like that's what they're trying to do. I think that if they had gone forward with a Batman Superman movie that was maybe just world's finest or even doing dark, uh, you know, dark Knight returns, maybe with a little wonder woman, uh, uh, that it would be cool, but to try to shove in Aquaman and flash and try to make it this sort of precursor to justice league, I think, it seems desperate. Yeah. It seems like they're just grabbing everything. Now, they there's can. nothing official saying that Flash and Aquaman are going to be in. Right. Uh, Superman, Batman versus Superman, just pretty speculated right now. Now, they could right. only show up in the Justice League film. Right. Or someone may, maybe might pop up in Wonder Woman. Right. You know, I could see there being a, an Aquaman intro through the Wonder Woman film. Yeah. They, well, it, it's, it's Suicide Squad. Uh, is in 2016, Wonder Woman and uh, Justice League Part 1 are in 2017. Okay. 2018 is The Flash and Aquaman. 2019 is Shazam, which we all know The Rock is playing Black Adam. Which I am happy with that. Yeah, I think he's he's a really good choice good, for yeah. that. And also Justice League Part 2. And then in 2020, there's a, a Cyborg film and a Green Lantern film. And reportedly, Ray Fisher, who's playing Cyborg... Didn't realize he was getting a standalone film whenever he signed his contract right. until it was announced on websites that there was a cyborg film. Oh, nice! In 2020. He's just like I didn't even realize that I was getting my own movie. <laughs> That'd like, be a I good was surprise. Just so excited to get be a part of this universe that I didn't realize that I got to. There's going to be a starring role in one of the films for me. So that's, that's so cool. cool. Yeah. So we know those characters are coming. We don't know who's going to be in the Suicide Squad. I'll be really honest with you. Besides knowing that thing about Lex Luthor, I really don't know much about Suicide Squad other than it's like an anti-hero kind of Yeah, it's group. it's um, mostly Batman villains. I know that. I've only read a couple of things, but uh, I don't it's typically... It's Harley yeah. And uh, Death... Harley. Is it Deathstroke? Is he the assassin from Ooh, Batman? Deathstroke. And uh, who's the other ones? Bane. I think Killer Croc might be in it at some point. Do you think they'll get Tom Hardy back for being <laughs> People have been uh, curious. They think that there have been talks, apparently, from what I've been reading. But I've seen that also. Do you think that that's what it's for? Do you think they're going to try to tie this in somehow to Nolan's Batman verse a little bit? I would like to. I think that would be kind of neat. I mean, it would be uh, silly to sort of abandon it. You know, yeah. it, it is a pretty great uh, take on Batman and the idea that in the end of uh, uh, Rises, he, you know, sort of retires. So yeah. then with Batman Superman going to be a little later in his the career coming back, that's true. Or is he? I mean, comic book or shit. Is or is this a prequel? This could be at some point in time sure. during Bane's sure. existence prior to Gotham City. Yeah. I mean, uh, just because he meets Gotham characters doesn't mean he had to have necessarily Speaking of which, been there. Let's talk about, real quickly, the bucket of suck that is the Gotham TV show. Oh, a huge disappointment A huge to disappointment, me. except for, especially since it is very obviously being tied into the Nolanverse. Yeah. With tone and everything. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's meant to be in that same universe. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, at it, least it's wants to very be very much talking about you know Falcone and right and and all the things that are very much in the you know that the Dark Knight trilogy is known for those storylines and those villains. I mean, yeah, you don't see uh, Carmine Falcone and stuff showing up in the Burton Batman. Right? Maybe he does. Maybe I'm wrong about that. He might be a little um, bit piece. Uh, they. I feel like they didn't really touch much on the mafia stuff, uh, but now it's been so long, right? Uh, but yeah, I. 
I think my biggest issue with it is that it wants to be so up its own ass. It's like, hey, look at all of the Batman characters we have in this show. It's just wink, wink, yeah. wink, wink it's, everywhere it it's, is. Uh, it's Easter egg the show, but they're not well hidden. It's yeah. just kind of in your face, you know, and it, I think that kind of bums me out. You know, we don't need Catwoman seeing Bruce's parents being killed, too. Yeah. Like, that little shit is just unnecessary. Uh, I mean, I guess it's cute that they're trying to to do the nods to the fans, but I think that you can do that kind of stuff without having to rub our noses in it. You yeah, know? totally. Um, which is why I think uh, that I enjoyed Constantine so much. Uh, I am so glad that it's become a thing. It is uh, a horror show, and and I think that that's probably what they should have done with it. I mean, that's what Hellblazer kind of was. It was sure. uh, it was a horror tale featuring a guy from a DC comic. You I'm know? just going to cut you off for a second, just think for a second. We are talking about... Uh, the like how many how what great time it is to be a comic book fan really whenever we have this much stuff to kind of grapple through and and debate over and enjoy or dislike like there are so many shows and films and things that are getting put out that are there's even talk of uh of Guillermo del Toro wanting to produce a Justice League dark film yeah. Doing some more swamp thingy stuff. They're 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 getting like into the far corners of comics that like uh, at least in the superhero side of things and and people are just totally down. Yeah, we're and along the, for the ride. It's not going to stop because the box office isn't stopping. It's definitely showing that people want it. I mean, Guardians has been in theaters for ever and since look, I was a you child. Look at the uh, yeah, since since Ian was a kid, Guardians of the Galaxy has been in, and it's made like Number seven hundred and fifty <laughs> hundred billion dollars. No, it's made almost eight hundred million dollars. That's insane worldwide already. Like that's and Dark it's a, Knight an money. obscure comic book. Yeah, movie. it's not Batman and the Joker. It's Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Yeah, it's it really is it's, awesome. It's it's Ronan the Accuser. You right, know? like these aren't these aren't people who you are remember from Saturday morning cartoons. These are far reaching universes of the comic world that uh, are somehow making their way onto movies and being l- just loved. The by mainstream people. digs it. Yeah. Because these characters are great. These characters haven't, comic book characters haven't existed in comics and superheroes or, or just comic stories in general haven't existed this long because they suck. Right. Exactly. They're archetypes we enjoy and we relate to. Sure. Definitely. And although the people who read them are sometimes identified as nerdy, they are not identified as stupid. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's people who are computer programmers, you know, get, <laughs> right. get lumped into the and people who are, you know, but, and, and people who are way into math or way into science, you know, people who, those are smart people, right. you know, the nerdy people who like this kind of stuff are the smart people. So you can't, you can't get them with, uh, with wrestling storylines. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, uh, that's dumb comic books right. on television is wrestling kind of, you know, <laughs> that's. The, that's, those are ignorant storylines. The kind of stuff that, for the classic things that are that are revered in comics, are great stories. Oh yeah, are stories that wind up relating to a lot of people and selling billions of dollars worth of you know television or movie tickets and uh, and merchandise. And right. Stuff that, I don't even know how much fucking how many baby Groot statues they've. Sold oh, I mean, it's ridiculous. This, uh, I imagine Guardians. They've made so much money. Disney doesn't give a shit about anything now except for Frozen and Marvel. Yeah, exactly. They have, I mean, when you think about it, like, look at box office dollars over the past few years. Disney has basically owned theaters. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff that has done pretty well. DreamWorks does pretty well with their animation department. There's some stuff here and there. But for the most part, if you go see how far down the, the loop Disney goes, 
I mean, when you back in the day, Disney owned Miramax. Oh yeah. You know, Disney Pulp Fiction. That's a Disney joint, right? You know, yeah. that's, uh, that's just as much of a Disney film as Peter Pan was. Right. Exactly. You know? So, but it's crazy nowadays to see how far that they've uh, they've established themselves by buying so many properties. I'd, I'd like to see them just go crazy with that shit. Yeah, jumping into each other's uh, universes. Yeah, you know, like not in a hokey way, but damn it, how can we get how can we get Thor in Star Wars? Right, Is right, that possible. It's got to be one of the realms, right? Yeah, I mean, there a way to write that to where it's not <laughs> stupid. Can we get? Can we get JJ and Joss in a fucking room together? <laughs> right. See if we can just let them battle out. it out over a weekend. Come on, guys. Yes, but come on, guys. Guardians of the Galaxy could somehow show up in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> right. right? We could make this work. Right? It's got to work. Got, they're owned by the same people. Universe is huge. Yeah. Come on. This, yeah. And somehow Avengers 4 has Han Solo <laughs> in it. It could work. We can do this. I think so. I mean, it's... It, the the thing is that getting the people that really enjoy comics and science fiction and people that grew up on this stuff and they're like, you guys like this, also you're talented writers, mm-hmm. uh, do this for us, do it right, you know. And and if they don't like it, I mean, they're gonna you know tell you to go away, evidently. But that's definitely a really good thing that they're doing too. Even Fox with uh, Days of Future Past, you know, they're going with uh, storylines that are beloved, you right? Know, and tried and, tr- and and they know like. This is a, we don't need to write something new. Right. They figured that out now. They figured out, yeah. oh, not only can we use these characters that these people have loved forever, we don't need to develop these new characters. We don't even need to necessarily make new stories. Right. They've got decades want, worth of back They want to see these stories yeah. that they've been reading. They give want us Age of Apocalypse. Re- yes. Thank you. Give yes. Us, give us these stories that we really, really loved, loved for like forever like right. they, they with days of future past they were just like here you go right you know here i mean i hope that the daredevil storyline goes through man without oh, fear yeah. you know I that mean, would I be think good that stuff be really cool um i hope that somehow that ties into the marvel universe on in film i hope the netflix series can yeah I hope that they keep interweaving stuff, Agents of Shield, and I mean we've seen stuff with like uh, with the Heroes for Hire. If they're going to have a, a Luke Cage and a Power or a Iron Fist, right? Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty cool to see that they've sure. worked with Doctor Strange, tying that shit together yeah. as well. I mean it, the possibilities are endless, and if they're trying to move towards both a possible Civil War storyline and also what they're building with Infinity Gauntlet, I mean it, it would be the potential is there yeah. to build this giant. Uh, universe that they had built in the comic over decades. You know, right. they can really pull this together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no reason to rack your brain and because tr- we're not picky. Right, right. As, like we, we would rather, <laughs> as far as we'd rather see good stories that we know that are going to be good. That and you guys just do those faithfully. Then you come up with some new half cocked shit. Right now, if you put it in the, in the hands of Joss, you know, there's some people who are comic writers. You know, a lot of people don't even know that probably that. Joss Whedon has written several comics. Oh, yeah. A very, very famous run through the Astonishing X-Men run that he yep. did for a long time. And, uh, so he's a comic writer. He's a Even Roseanne. doing stuff for, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot he about that. For Roseanne, which today, the Happy Halloween, everybody, they're running the Roseanne Marathon of, of all the Halloween oh, yeah. specials today on TV land. <laughs> which I, one of the few times I wish I had cable. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> so to go a little farther in the film... Um, and away from comics so much, let's, uh, we got, uh, coming up, what some people are saying is going to be one of the greatest films of all time, which is Interstellar. Interstellar. Um, And the, you know, something, you know, as we're talking about Batman, someone who came along out of nowhere and made 
you know, quite possibly the greatest Batman story of all time. Um, on top of stuff like the Prestige and Memento, and oh uh, yeah, oh, I always uh, forget Memento. That's such a great uh, movie. Memento is a freaking awesome movie. Oh. And uh, Inception. Oh, Inception, of course. Um, and now Interstellar, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I know we'll probably go opening. Weekend oh, most definitely see that one. Uh, I really am looking forward to. Uh, you know, I'm strangely enough, people listening to the podcast don't know this. I'm just going to divulge a little bit. I'm terrified of space. Terrified. Terrified of space to an alarming level. I'm scared of space. So I uh, I get uneasy whenever we get, like, the IMAX shots, when it gets, like, the big, giant space right. stuff and things. Floating Woo! out there. So I'm, like, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about... Uh, about what it's going to be like to see old Interstellar, but uh, I'm looking forward to it big time. I know that there's like seven, six or seven different versions to go see of it. Oh, really? As far as projection type? Oh, right. Everything from the IMAX 70 millimeter to a 35 millimeter to a regular IMAX. I mean, there's. I read a whole. They put a whole thing about it on the other day. But one of the really cool things is this thing uh, that they traveled around a little bit. This Oculus Rift experience. Yeah. Thing. Using that to to give like a visual uh, experience of the ship, yeah, pretty. Is it uh, just the interior of the ship. Uh, from what I was reading, that's what the article uh, okay. had said. Uh, it just kind of seemed like you could wander around. Oh, there were zero G moments. You're able to to grab around and float around the cabin, and okay. uh, it was supposed to be recreated exactly uh, from the original set. Nolan tried it out, said he enjoyed it. He said it was like being back on set again. That's very cool. Uh, so it's uh, it's a pretty cool little just interactive experience, you know. To... Um, I know it's touring around a little bit. They did it in New York for a while, and I saw yeah. they did it in Miami. Yeah. Or was there a, somewhere in Florida? Florida somewhere place. in that fucking cesspool <laughs> that is Florida. Just kidding, Floridians. Florida. If anyone from Florida is listening to this, I really apologize. I love Florida. A lot of vacations there. Uh, I got I some like, family down really there. Like, so. Really like the band Mofro. They're from Florida. Mofro's good. So there you go. Sorry, Florida. <laughs> um but Miami's a cesspool. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it seems like it's a pretty cool thing. It seems like they're uh, – I think that Nolan is one of those people kind of like a James Cameron where, like, he doesn't just make a film. Like, he pushes how you make He film. experiences it to a degree, yeah. yeah d- like, that, if, if, if he comes up – if he gets a fucking wild hair up his ass – then someone's got to build a new kind of camera. Right, like, exactly. It's not just like, well, we got to put some money together and we're going to have to go out to Montreal and shoot this in the snow. <laughs> and there's going to, it's just like, well, Christopher Nolan decided that we want to make a movie about the end of the universe and you're going to need to make a new camera that films right. in every direction at once. <laughs> it's the only way we can make it work. You know, everyone's going to wear a headset in the theater and we're all going, it's going to be the beginning <laughs> of the singularity. You know? Exactly. Well, I mean, Someone's they... going to have to do that. He's that guy. You know? Right. Cameron's that guy that just builds it himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's a fucking goddamn super genius. Yeah. He's like a Bill Gates of filmmaking. <laughs> like, his shit is shiny. Like, you look at Av- Avatar is like oh, iOS. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's too pristine. nice looking. Right. It, too you know, sleek. <laughs> too sleek. It's a little bit too nice, you know. But he, he spent a lot of time working right. on it, you know. I mean... No, he's he's one of those guys too that you know he's like, well, I'm gonna shoot a movie about a big fucking boat. They're like, oh, that should be easy enough. He's like, no, 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 no. you don't understand. We're gonna develop brand new cameras, right? For this. 
Like we need that for the. We're gonna show you the fucking boat. <laughs> yes, you're gonna this experience love story it. that runs through the entire thing. And it, I mean, it is a shit movie when you talk about the love story. Oh running yeah, through it. terrible dialogue. But and... the amount of fucking detail and time he put into that boat. Oh, the Titanic is its, it's own character. Amazing, it's really fascinating. It's ama- yeah, you can fast forward through the dumb shit. <laughs> right, I don't know what the fuck. I just want to see the fucking thing break in half. Let's just see the shit or just. <laughs> the, the, like when you the dinner scenes when you know oh, that yeah. they recreated every plate for right. the fucking Titanic the and same all that kind napkins of shit. Yeah. and everything uh, insane did, did, was that really necessary you could have done this a lot cheaper well unless like they Jim. talk about the practical effects and Nolan stuff I mean things they're talking about he he pretty much has built space for this movie yeah like uh, I don't exactly know how that works but I'm excited to see it on film I mean he's always he's been Christopher about Nolan using he literally built shit. space yeah he, he he bought a, a big giant <laughs> building and built space in it and he put it together molecule by molecule. And the scientist's just like, how is he? He's like, it's even working. It's I can't Nolan. tell you because until the movie comes out. <laughs> it's, it's a prestige like thing yeah. he's got going on. Yeah, he's, it totally <laughs> is. He's like, I can't tell you. Just like I couldn't, I didn't want to show people pictures of the Joker before the Dark Knight came out. I really didn't want it to get out to see how great that he looked. The same way right. I can't tell you how I created space in this warehouse. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. But I did. <laughs> I created an entire universe. We filmed in the universe. We <laughs> around. We still got to drive home and go to In-N-Out Burger. It was wonderful, day. yeah. It's great. Was Zero G is really there. there. We got rid of it. I threw in the trash. <laughs> no, space done the with trash. that shit. Done. Yeah, just break it down. Done. We're good. Finished with it. Nobody else should use this. No, that, that will definitely... Uh, that's definitely going to be a fucking kick-ass flight. Oh, yeah, really most definitely. Uh, at the movies. Um, so our next, uh, our final segment, if you will, of uh, of our the podcast, first episode, and something that's going to be ongoing is we're going is the Freshly Baked Crackers Album Club. Album Club. And uh, every podcast, we're going to be listening to a new album and talking about it. And uh, it will be something that is coming out or something you can stream somewhere or you can buy or obtain however you obtain music. Right. Wink, wink, nod, <laughs> nod, say no more. Um, so this week we listened to the new Primus album. Primus and the Chocolate Factory. Primus and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm going to let Ian... Start off with what he thinks of the of the album. I am and have always been a long fan of Primus. I think that they are fantastic. Claypool is a fucking strange fella. So you kind of go into something expecting it weird, but I'm really on the fence about it. I, I think that I would have liked to have heard a tribute to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory instead of just covers of the soundtrack. And I think that it's unnecessary and bizarre, but bizarre even for them. Like, yeah. it kind of reaches a level that, uh, I don't know, it's it's not really uh, challenging them, mm-hmm. I don't think. And it's just strange. It's, a, it's something that, I know it started off, um, when they first did it, they did it in New Year's Eve last year in San Francisco. Right. And that's one thing. That's one thing to go, you know, Primus has very much been accepted into the jam scene and... You know, the jam scene is big into stunts and stuff like that, where you do something special on Halloween or New Year's. You know, Fish used Surprise to do uh, a new... Uh, they would cover an entire album on Halloween. Right. Or people do a lot of, you know, crazy shit for New Year's. Every jam band does their way into playing a New Year's show and doing something crazy. That was ever since the dead. They've been doing that kind of stuff. Right. And since less. 
and Primus have been so embraced in that scene. I feel like they've just really gone that way more so than the the rock band that they used to be. Right. The, the alternative metal band yeah. that they once were. And what was a cool uh, New Year's Eve stunt, which, you know, you show up a little fucked up at a Primus show on New oh, Year's yeah. Eve and like, oh, they're doing Willy Wonka and they got fucking real Oompa Loompas on blast. stage. It's a blast, yeah. They're handing out chocolate bars to everybody in the crowd and shit. Like, that's fucking super <laughs> it's cool. It's an experience, like, yeah. yeah. You would go home and tell everybody about it, but that doesn't mean it needs to be an album and a tour. Right. Do I want to listen to it on my phone? Not really. No. It's not something I want to jam to on the train. Yeah, it's a one, you will still one time, you're like, okay, that was a thing. That was that cool. I listened to. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, uh, what do I do with it now? Right, right. I just leave it on my hard drive, I guess. I just paid $11 for If anyone brings it up, kitschy. I'll say, I heard that. <laughs> right, yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, I listen to that. Yeah, it's definitely not something that you're like, God damn, I just haven't heard that fucking I Got a Golden Ticket. And I'm right. I need to get back on over yeah. that Primus album. I mean, there are things that I like about it. The Oompa Loompa songs are fun. You know, sure. he, Claypool's a little Oompa Loompa sounding anyway, so it's pretty interesting. And uh, Golden Ticket's neat and fun and weird, too. Uh, the solo in... Uh, uh, pure imagination, I think, is wonderful, but yeah. it just—I'm yeah, good. I heard it a couple of times, and uh, that's it. I'm done. I don't no. need to spend eleven dollars on it. Once when I saw Claypool play with uh, Colonel Claypool's burn a, bur- a bucket of Bernie Brains, which is Claypool and Buckethead and Brain on drums, and Bernie Worrell from P Funk on organ. Right. They were just playing like uh, instrumentally type shit, and at one point. They played Pure Imagination. Right. And it was amazing. It was just instrumental. No one sang it. Oh, and they, that's and cool. And Buckethead just kind of played the solo of it, and it was slower. Right. And creepy. And it was very cool. But it was also something that I wouldn't, I wasn't like disappointed when that Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains album came out. I wasn't like, oh, why the fuck isn't Pure Imagination? <laughs> right, right. It was just a cool thing that I got a to see live. I don't yeah. Need to, I don't need it every time I fucking. I don't know. I, I I think that what what was a cool stunt and maybe could have been released as like a live thing. Like right, yeah. You know, here was New Year's Eve 2013. We did this thing like that. And yeah. Now it's a whole tour and an album. Right. Maybe we're just the wrong people who listen to it. Well, I mean, they're one of the most uh, original bands. I feel like, uh, sure. and to do something like this feels kind of unoriginal and lazy i might say i mean sure uh i understand that it was a fun little thing for them to do but like if you guys didn't want to put together a full album well do you think that they put so much into that sh- that the new year's show and putting this all together they were like we we need to get something out of this work yeah we've done and maybe maybe releasing it i think a lot of it had to do with there was just an overwhelming really good response to people it. really liked that first show so, yeah i mean well that's cool and i guess that you know Maybe the people that went to that show saw more of the tour sure. and bought the album. I kind of hope so. I don't it's want just, it to be bad for Maybe them, it's just not for us. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's okay if it's not it's, for it's us. It's fine. I'll go back to Frizzle Fry. It won't hurt my yeah, feelings. absolutely. You know, oh, <laughs> I'll listen to Salem the Seas oh, of Cheese of course, forever. Yeah, that's exactly. fine. Uh, now, one thing I do think they're doing that's cool with it is with the vinyl, they are putting five golden tickets in the vinyl. Oh, yeah. And if you find a golden ticket, you get to see free Primus shows for life. That kind of makes it worth it. That would be such a blast. That would be can't, awesome. Can't that would that be down. awesome just to be no matter like where you're at in life. <laughs> if you're tra- traveling somewhere where it's like, oh, oh, Primus is playing in town tonight. Well, we can like, see those guys. Well, I'll probably just go to that. I, just, <laughs> I, I can. Primus shows for free. Yeah. <laughs> or you could like make a hell 
of a fucking run at it and actually go and just try to see travel as many around. Shows as you can. <laughs> yeah. But it'd also just be a cool thing. It's like, oh, I just have this thing in life that right. I'm blessed with. Just like, oh, I just go to Primus shows. Anytime I feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys not one of the other four people oh, that get the uh, free I'm Primus sorry. shows for life? <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, uh, I can maybe bring one person. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame you guys don't have it too. Yep. Well, that about does it for this uh, week on the podcast, episode one premiere. Pretty good. Good job, dude. Yeah. Good job to you. Yeah. If no one else tells us, we should tell each other yeah. every time. That'd probably be a big deal. And thanks for listening out there to to those of you in the audience. Uh, and it's only going to get better. We'll get less nervous <laughs> and uh, and it'll sound more like conversation and less like we're going through our topics that we did this week. But. <laughs> We uh, we're new to this, so yeah. uh, hey, so uh, listen up. We'll see you in probably two weeks. I'm thinking right now. Yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. So uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. See ya. <laughs>